from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells. Well, welcome to Straight Talk here at Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of news from the diocese around the world and commentary on issues that are impacting our lives. You've got questions? We've got some answers for you. I count among my blessings, I say it every week, to be able to broadcast from the Mercy One studio. Don't we always have to count our blessings and to remember each and every day those people and those opportunities that come into our lives that allow us to share the Word of God. It is really a blessing. Now, on today's show, um, I've got a full house of folks. So uh, in our segment after this first break, I have Father Tim Fitzgerald. He's the pastor of Saints John and Paul in Altoona. And Tom Quinlan, the ministry director of St. Joseph Educational Center. We're going to talk about intergenerational uh, faith formation. What does it look like? How do we do that? Why is it important? That's really the issue I want to get at. Why is that important that we continue to share our faith uh, between generations? And then in the second half of the show, uh, Jenny Liss is, uh, and Paulette Chapman, both with Saints John and Paul in Altoona. Jenny is the coordinator of faith formation, and Paulette is the director of adult faith formation. We're going to talk about the practical sides of implementing a program like this in your parish. So if you're not doing something like this, you're going to want to grab a paper and pencil, make some notes, and you can always reach out to these gals for ideas and suggestions if you want to invite that kind of a an opportunity in your own parish. Almost everything we do has changed, though, or been modified since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Forming our children in the faith is another of the changes. Yes, as parents, you are the first catechists, but most of our Catholic parents include some form of formal education when it comes to faith formation, either from Catholic school, homeschool curriculum, or religious education in the parish. Today, we're going to take a closer look at the religious education in the parish. Now, we're used to going on Wednesday nights, but bringing religious education into the home digitally can be the new norm for students, but with a twist. A family, intergenerational approach to parish faith formation engages the entire family. Now, those of you that are grandparents, you may be saying, my kids are grown, this doesn't apply to me. Are you kidding me? Who do you think is going to be the primary Um, or one of the primary educators of faith formation with our grandchildren. That'd be us, folks. Um, At Saints John and Paul, their theme this year is titled, A Family of Believers Called and Sent by Jesus. And we're going to look at the broad concept of intergenerational learning with Father Tim Fitzgerald and Tom Quinlan during the first half of the show. And in the second half hour, Jenny Liss and Paula Chapman will join us to speak specifically about the strategies from the parish level. So, again, get your pencils handy. We're going to have lots of information to share. Um, but first, some events that are coming up. Uh, September 24th, mark your calendar. It's a National Day of Prayer and Fasting for God's mercy on our land and the healing and conversion of our hearts. For more information, go to Father John Ricardo's new website. It's acts29.org. That's Roman numerals, so acts, X-X-I-X, dot org. 
Uh, the Christar Life Conference is a little less than two weeks away, September 26th and 27th. Great opportunity to continue to take time, set time aside, whether you attend in person or online through the live streaming option this year. We all need to take an opportunity to grow in our faith. So to get tickets either online or in person, go to ChristRLifeIowa.com. The Iowa Catholic Radio Fall Carathon is just around the corner. It is September 28th through October 2nd, and you will make the difference this year. Your prayers and your support are the fuel that keeps the engine of Iowa Catholic Radio humming along. Please consider a $30 a month gift and to be ready to call in during the Carathon with your pledge of support. God bless you. Some items of news. Uh, Governor Branstead, that is Ambassador Branstead, will be returning to Iowa in early October after three years serving as ambassador to China. No reason was given for his resignation, though he will, uh, he will turn 74 in November. Uh, the U.S.-China relationship continues to hit new lows with Washington and Beijing sparring over coronavirus, human rights, trade, technology, espionage, and the treatment of journalists. Ambassador Branstad said in a statement about his departure, we are rebalancing the U.S.-China relationship so that it is fair and reciprocal and can fuel positive growth in both countries. Cardinal Robert Serra praised the bishops and Episcopal conferences who were prompt in response to the coronavirus to make difficult and painful decisions, even to the point of suspending the participation of the faithful in the celebration of the Eucharist for a long period. He now, though, encourages local dioceses to return to the normality of Christian life, which has the church building as its home and the celebration of the liturgy especially the Eucharist as the center of what we do. Cardinal Sarah noted that as soon as is possible, we must return to the Eucharist with a purified heart, with a renewed amazement, with an increased desire to meet the Lord, to be with him, to receive him, and to bring him to our brothers and sisters with the witness of a life full of faith, love, and hope. He went on to say, quote, We cannot be without the banquet of the Eucharist, the table of the Lord, to which we are united as sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, to receive the risen Christ himself, present in body, blood, soul, and divinity, in that bread of heaven which sustains us in the joys and labors of this earthly pilgrimage. How blessed we are in the Diocese of Des Moines that Masses are again available to all of us. When we come back, we'll be joined by Father Tim Fitzgerald, pastor of Saints John and Paul in Altoona, and Tom Quinlan, ministry director at St. Joseph Educational Center, to talk about faith formation, lifelong faith formation, and how do we do that together as a family. It's time for Straight Talk, right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. 
Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq-demoin.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Well, welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and I encourage you to text me at 515-223-1150. We have uh, our text line is open and available for you to uh, to send in your text. My guests are Father Tim Fitzgerald, Pastor of Saints John and Paul in Altoona, and Tom Quinlan, Ministry Director of St. Joseph Educational Center. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Jean. I am so excited about uh, this opportunity to talk about um, how we go about continuing this lifelong education. So, so let's put some definitions to things first, so that we are um, so everybody is is thinking about things from the same perspective. So, Tom, this this term intergenerational learning, uh, what does that specifically mean? Sure. And another way of talking about it is lifelong. Okay. So that all people are on the journey of growing into the mystery of God's love and mercy for us. I like to say in talks that our graduation day from growing in Catholic faith is not our confirmation. It's our death. What? <laughs> <laughs> so no one's exempt from continuing to grow in their understanding of God's love. 
So intergenerational faith formation simply means that every baptized member of a parish is uh, a part of the learning group, the learning community at the parish. Uh, so we have children, and of course the Church has mostly focused on the education and formation of children, youth, young adults, older adults, you know, empty nesters, seniors, uh, intergenerational. Uh, the parish calls all people together, whether they're, they're grandparents, uh, little children. Uh, we gather. Uh, we have uh, often meal, hospitality, socializing, prayer, uh, and then we have gathered learning together as multiple generations, and then we break off into you know age-specific uh, learning venues. Mm-hmm. That's basically what intergenerational means. Well, in the second half hour, we're going to talk about the new way of doing that, since we're not going to be gathering for meals. Uh, we'll be talking with Jenny and Paulette about how to do this from a digital perspective. But, but Father Tim, why is this so important to you, that we, that we approach um, our faith formation as this intergenerational learning, this lifelong learning? Well, I think like uh, Tom said, the, the, the issue is um, lifelong growth in faith. And that's, um, that has been relatively new language uh, for us Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in fact, for the last, um, really for the last 40 years, um, the Church has been calling over and over again, and in stronger and stronger language, um, calling for lifelong growth in faith and calling for adult growth in faith as the heart and the center of all faith formation efforts in, in, in our parishes and in our dioceses. And um, it's, I think, in, in, important because it, it really uh, builds on the model of um, disciples as lifelong learners. Uh, you know, Jesus who says, um, uh, you have but one teacher among you and, and all others are, are learners. And uh, that's really true of, of all of us. It's um, even more complex um, addressing the role of parents as the primary catechists, if you will, the primary formers in faith for their, for their own children and their own household. And um, that also is, um, you know, kind of um, traditional language just coming back into, um, into vogue in, in Catholic circles, that, that, the, that the parents are really the primary formers in faith uh, for, for their children. And that's really what this model is, is built on, why, it, why it's important, because it takes that vision of growth in faith and that vision of parental role seriously. And um, uh, that's, that's really what this model in St. John and Paul Parish has, has been and continues to be built around. You know, that, it, that scares me a little bit, because I think um, folks my age, which I'm in my early 60s, I consider us the lost generation, because we were after Vatican II and before catechism, and we kind of did a lot of kumbaya faith formation, and and I love the song kumbaya, don't get me wrong, but, um, <laughs> I, you know, there just wasn't a lot of depth to understanding the catechism, so I've or, or our faith. And so I've loved to learn about my faith. 
But if others haven't embraced that role and we're expecting them to be the primary catechists, I think I think they need a lot of faith formation. I need to continue my faith formation if I'm going to be raising and educating my children or grandchildren. We, we well, all Jean, need growth you know, in faith. Yeah, we all need growth in faith, mm-hmm. uh, Jean, and um, that's what this is premised on. And I think also it's premised on the fact that growth in faith happens in a multitude of different ways and a multitude of dimensions. So this model is not simply about learning about our faith, and Paulette will talk about that later later in this program. It's really, I mean, in a sense, it's learning by doing. You know, so so we learn how to form one another in faith by, by, by doing that, you know, and that's the value of, of an interpersonal, intergenerational uh, approach to growth in faith, that even we senior citizens, you know, can... Uh, can can learn dimensions of faith and of discipleship uh, in order to help mentor and guide uh, others. Mm-hmm. Tom, you were going to add something? Oh, well, just that you, we all know you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. And we ask parents mm-hmm. to be primary catechists or teachers uh, passing on the faith. Well, if they're passing on a faith they don't have, they've not been evangelized, if they've not experienced conversion in Jesus, and they don't know the faith to some degree, uh, that whole concept of them as primary educator um, breaks down. So uh, the, the early model of family faith formation was um, parents, help your children learn their stuff. Learn their Catholic stuff. Memorize your prayers. And of course, yes. Mm-hmm. Faith formation is much more than just information. A relationship with God is more than knowledge. It's, it starts really in the heart, and then it moves to the head. The 2.0 version that we've come to as a church, our understanding of family formation, and for all of us as evangelizers of others, is we, parents need to experience conversion in Jesus Christ in a meaningful way in their lives, and that's the baseline, that's the ground on which we can then pass on a vibrant, meaningful, relevant living faith to children. If it's just a matter of help them learn their information so that they can get their sacraments, well, we're seeing that that model is not particularly fruitful. Mm-hmm. Well, and what honestly, what appeals to me when we talk about this intergenerational faith formation is that it brings the family together, and we are so oftentimes in this day and age pulled apart. You know, we we rarely eat at the table mm-hmm. together. We at, and if we're eating together, it's probably in the car, going through the drive-through on our way to you know X or Y or Z activity. And mm-hmm. you know, if if the one time we spend time together as a family is in faith formation, I think that's a wow. That's a win. Yeah, in the in Absolutely. the eighteen years that um, uh, the Saints John and Paul Parish has been engaged in this intergenerational model, um, offering a simple meal to begin the evening together um, has been an important um, an important segment. I mean, giving giving households the opportunity uh, to come together um, over a simple meal, a time of conversation, a time of um, you know, um, fellowship with with other members of the parish has been an important um, an important part of the of the experience. 
in this day and age when, you know, parents will say it's, it's nearly impossible to pull everybody in the household together uh, for a meal regularly. And, um, so that's been, that's been part of, um, the significance of this model. I think another important dimension of it is, uh, over these 18 years, uh, in a sense, we've subtly and, uh, more uh, directly said over and over and over again, parents, you are the primary formers in faith for your children. And um, 18 years of that, it begins to have an effect with parents, uh, you know, with the adults. Um, and and this, this is a real change in role for, for us Catholics, where most of us grew up in, in, the, in the time of the church when uh, the church subtly and more directly said, the parish is the primary um, catechist for your children, and th- this is a real shift in that, and and for um, I think for for very good reasons. It's no longer drop your kids off, go to the grocery store, and yeah. run your errands. Yeah, <laughs> even even in the sacramental preparation mm-hmm. processes within the parish, um, we we don't we don't work with children segregated or isolated from um, the household. In the mm-hmm. sense, we, we don't work with children by themselves. We work with yeah. households. We work with uh, parents in sacramental preparation stuff. Tom, I'd like to come back to you as as the um, ministry director at St. Joseph Educational Center, Education Center. Um, I mean, you work primarily with adult faith formation. Speak, if you would, broadly about the importance for us to continue to challenge and to grow in our faith. Well, yes, Jean. So the St. Joe Center has been for decades committed to the formation of adults, and it's so exciting to be a part of that forward vision that uh, we've had here in the Des Moines region since the early 70s, when the bishop understood that, yes, we need to take care of our children, but our adults matter as much. And then 20 years ago, the bishops wrote a document called Our Hearts Were Burning Within Us, which spoke to the primacy of adult formation, which Saints John and Paul and other parishes in our area have um, embraced and, and, and utilized so well. Now, with all that being the preface, to ask me the question again. <laughs> I want you to speak broadly about why that is so important for us, for our souls, to continue yeah. faith formation and not, like we said earlier, confirmation, we're done. We're good to go. Well, you know, in any profession, if we want to just reduce it to ongoing training and development in any profession, uh, if you were stuck at the level you were when you were 13 <laughs> and you haven't grown in, in, in your skills and abilities, you wouldn't hold down a very good-paying job. You wouldn't have a career in much of anything. Mm-hmm. Yet we have this mindset in the Catholic Church that, you know, if at 13, 8th grade you're confirmed, you're done. That mindset exists nowhere else, Mm -hmm. and it's a false mindset. Um, I have a Master's of Divinity, so I studied for three years at a seminary and five summers to finish the degree. I can tell you, I am no closer to being done in my journey of understanding the love of God for me, shown through the person of Jesus and the Trinity and all the good news of Catholic faith. I'm no closer to the infinite end of that than 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 a uh, than my four year old. Um, we're all on a journey that it is 
infinite good news. Yes. And so why would any of us say, you know, I'm done, I'm good where I am? The goal of the Church is to evangelize, not to inform. So primary mission of the Church is to evangelize, and evangelization occurs primarily in adults. We can, we can prepare children to come to know the Lord personally, but primarily that deep, rich relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, that occurs over time as adults. So we're trying to till the soil and ready the hearts of children, hearts and minds of children, to embrace in an adult, meaningful way mm-hmm. their relationship with God. And that's a lifelong process. This is not a, a uh, uh, sacramental uh, uh, terminal point of confirmation. Well, let's, you know, I always like to get to the bottom line, you know, what really are the results? And Father Tim, you said you've been doing this for 18 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like the analysis. I'd like the uh, graph, the charts and graphs <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that show what the results are. Do you, is there some way you can tangibly say this is making a difference in people's lives? Well, I think a couple um consequences that that uh, come to my mind uh, right right off mm-hmm. one is a far greater ease by the adults in the parish by parents and others far greater ease uh, by adults in the parish um, in uh, sharing faith with others um, in terms of um, uh, you know in terms of small faith sharing groups in terms of um, table conversation uh, etc. Far greater ease. I think. Secondly, there's a much better um, uh, attunement to the sharing of the scriptures that goes on in the life of the parish, um, uh, both in um, in the in the Sunday celebration of Mass and um, and and otherwise. I mean, I think the adults are very familiar now that that uh, that meetings and gatherings begin with the sharing of Scripture, and typically taking a few moments to uh, consider together and to, um, you know, um, dialogue uh, with each other about uh, the, the, the implications of this, um, of this passage that we have shared and whatnot. Those, those, those are a couple things that come to my mind. I think the third thing is um, a far greater ease on the part of uh, parents, by and large, in the parish, with uh, stepping up to the plate with with their role in in formation uh, of faith. I mean, I think the parents, people, the parents just assume now that they will have a key role in the sacramental mm-hmm. preparation processes with their children. I mean, they they're much they're much more comfortable with that um, than than was the case fifteen years ago. Well, and as time goes on, you're getting into the second generation. You know, that first generation yep. went through it yep. as a kid, and they're starting to have children. Yep. And so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it'll become just ingrained in them. And isn't that yeah. really what we, we can want? hope? Yeah. We can hope. Yeah. yeah. And Jean, mm-hmm. let me add, <clears throat> this is not an all or nothing thing. Uh, those who are in parishes that don't really have much of this going on, you can incrementally move in this direction of greater engagement of parents mm-hmm. in particular, to help uh, create a culture uh, uh, that the household has a culture of Catholic faith living and vibrant within it. So there are steps, and and the St. Joe Center is excited to be a part of helping this Mm -hmm. happen in our parishes in the region and and in the diocese. It's not an all-or-nothing prospect. 
If you have a parish that is listening, that they're interested in doing something like this, Tom, should they reach out to you and say, how do we start? Where do we go from here? That'd be great. I'd love to talk to parish. I particularly work with parish leaders, so I'd ask your listeners to talk to parish staff and uh, explain why they're excited about more of a family intergenerational approach. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would love to start to engage with leadership on how do we start to make that happen. Awesome. So Mm -hmm. talk to your parish and tell them to talk to Tom Quinlan at St. Joseph Educational Center. I want to thank you both for joining me during this first half hour. Now, coming up after the break, I have Jenny uh, Lease. Liz, um, she's a coordinator of faith formation at Saints John and Paul and Paulette Chapman, who's the director of adult faith formation. We're going to talk about the nuts and bolts. How do you really make this kind of program work? You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference for Our Searching Souls, Friday and Saturday, September 26th and 27th at Wells Fargo Arena. Speakers include Father Donald Calloway, Sister Miriam James, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Mirjana Soldo, Magnus McFarlane Barrow, Steve Angrisano, and Iowa Catholic Radio's John Leonetti. Tickets and information are available through ChristOurLifeIowa.com. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference, September 26th and 27th at Wells Fargo Arena. ChristOurLifeIowa.com. Programming support for Catholic Women Now is provided by Iowa's injury attorney, Fred Haas. For over 30 years, Fred Haas has helped injured Iowans recover financial, physical, and emotional losses from car, truck, and motorcycle accidents, work-related injuries, and injuries due to negligence. Most importantly, providing the professional, personal, and responsive legal counsel that everyone deserves. Fred, double D, Haas, double A, the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time, let us do good. 
Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Gusty wind and mostly sunny skies this afternoon will be in the mid-80s. Overnight looks clear with our low in the upper 50s. We'll stay in the mid-80s tomorrow and it stays sunny. The weather is brought to you by Rock Valley Physical Therapy. Outstanding outpatient physical therapy and sports medicine rehabilitation with seven convenient locations in the Des Moines metro and southwest Iowa area. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and we're having a really fascinating conversation about interfaith, intergenerational faith formation, and and what that really means. And and you're like, oh, that sounded like a great conversation, Jean. But gee, with COVID, we can't do anything anymore. We you know we just have to stay home and stay safe and. And uh, joining me now is Jenny Liss and Paulette Chapman, both with Saints John and Paul in Altoona. And as you heard uh, Father Tim Fitzgerald say in the first half hour that they've been doing this kind of work for, this is their 18th year. So Jenny and Paulette, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you, Jean. Thank you. Well, okay, so I promised people we'd talk about the nuts and bolts of of this intergenerational faith formation. And um, just so folks know, this isn't something that you can hop on to, go to the Saints John and Paul website and just sign up and you can be in Timbuktu. Uh, this is something that your own parish will want to establish. So um, let's talk first about where you've been and how this year is going to look different. So, um, Paulette, why don't you start with that one? You know, how what are the similarities between uh, what you've offered for the last 18 years and what you're offering this year? Well, we've had to, as you say, um, move away from the in-person gatherings mm-hmm. because of concerns with, with the virus and also because of the construction project here at our parish. Oh, so we have, that's we a have problem. Kind of a double, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's a blessing, yeah. but it's, it's also... Um, not allowing us to gather as we usually would with, uh, you know, disruptions to exits and entrances and so mm-hmm. forth. But that's okay. Um, it will, we look forward to gathering in that, in that new larger space that we need because we've outgrown our, our current parish hall. Um, so what we have done is to move um, intergenerational faith formation online this year with, um, in collaboration with Tom Quinlan at the St. Joseph Educational Center. Uh, so we are, asking people to gather um, online once a month as we gathered in person once a month. So that's, that the, you know, the frequency is similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the length of the session or the gathering is shorter because we know that, you know, it's just, it's just a challenge to engage online. It's just not the same. Uh, but we've kept elements that we did when we had everybody gathered together with all ages. So um, an opening activity that helps them to, be introduced to the topic and, and begin to um, kind of explore questions in their own life as they relate to the topic. And then shared prayer 
um, together. Uh, and then we, um, you know, each month we try to do things a little different so that it doesn't get stale. We try to, you know, keep, um, keep people engaged in that way. So, for example, in September, um, we had a really engaging speaker who's very good at engaging all ages who um, gave us about a 10-minute video that we were able to play um, that helped to uh, engage the families and all the, all the folks online, adults and, as well as children, with the topic. Um, and then we had a closing activity, as we would when we're gathered. And so we kind of, for both the opening and closing activity, uh, we paused, we played some music, we had a slide with some instructions, and we asked folks in their households to um, engage with some questions about their household. Um, and then we've asked them uh, as a way of, of connecting back to the parish and connecting with each other. Uh, we gave them a little challenge for the month to create a poster uh, that has a word or phrase that describes their household. Take a picture with the poster, send that back to us, and then we will put together a slideshow that we'll share back out with them. So, um, and then uh, with that shorter period, the time that we would have divided into age-level groups is really what is missing, and that is what we have moved on to our new and improved uh, website for faith formation. So okay, so let's, real, let's go back a minute. Now, Jenny, what really is the age bracket for these? I mean, is this like, you know, newborn to 100, or, or what is really your accept, expectation? It is. When we planned these, we were very mindful that, um, we invite all households of the parish to them, and um, we had our first gathering Sunday night, and I told our team afterwards I was so excited to see there was moms sitting on the floor with toddlers balancing um, bowls on their heads. There was adult couples together. There was empty nesters. There was um, young couples. There was teenagers, confirmation age. So it, it is planned and it is intentional for all participants of our parish and all households that belong here. So tell me this, this first speaker. So these, um, in the old format, were the speakers local speakers and, or did you bring in um, some of these videos from a national speaker that, that may be able to address a topic is, how is that different? Paulette? Uh, Well, yes, that is a little different this year with the, um, help and support of Tom Quinlan in the St. Joseph Educational Center. So in the in previous years when we gathered in person, after we would, you know, send the children and youth to their age-level uh, groups in other rooms, we would typically have a speaker who would be somewhat local. I mean, so we would on occasion bring in someone from um, a publisher um, that we have worked with and so forth, that would be about once a year. But but mm-hmm. the bulk of our speakers would be local. And so Tom, you know, saw the need this year to be very um, creative and flexible um, as we, you know, as we try to navigate these uncertain waters of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so he, with his um, connections, has engaged some national speakers to record um, for us, and then, but it's not just for us. The, these videos are available to all the parishes of the region and the diocese and even beyond. And so this month was a little unusual. The speaker will typically be uh, for the adult faith. It will be every month for the adult faith portion, and that, that video will be made available on our website. And then two weeks after the gathering with all the ages, I will do a Zoom on Wednesday with parishioners where we will watch the video and then we will have conversation about it 
And I also plan to use that as a check-in with parents to say, how is it going? Mm-hmm. How is this working? What suggestions do you have for us? What activity was a real home run with your, you know, your household? Um, what are your challenges? And just how are you doing in these, you know, really strange and kind of scary yeah. times. Let's talk um, about so some month, of the specifics oh, because, you know, we're talking like, oh, there's a speaker and then there's these activities. Um, Jenny, tell us about the speaker that you had on Sunday night. What was, who was it? What was the topic? How, what was the takeaway for you in, in that video? Um, our speaker this month for September was Mike Patan mm-hmm. um, from Louisiana, yeah. a national speaker. Um, many of you are familiar with, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. And it was, he spoke to the families in a broader sense. So we're kicking off our year. Um, last year, our faith formation focus was the Old Testament. Um, our faith formation was cut short, and we never made it to the New Testament. So this year, we're going to dive, dig into the New Testament. So he was the introduction to us to the New Testament, um, to Jesus, to all those stories. So he told story. he's a storyteller. That's what Mike does. That's what he's good at. So he told stories to the kids and the adults about, how we connect with Jesus, how we make our faith personable and personal. I can't even talk today. How we <laughs> yeah. um, make, you know, make our faith our own and how we connect with those. So that was kind of where we began this year and how we got Mike to start mm-hmm. us off this year and kick off everything. So Paulette, I loved on your website, you have this kitchen table faith. And so you have the entrees and the, and the side dishes and dessert. So I'm assuming that that's when you're talking about these activities, that that's what you're talking about is the side dishes and the dessert. So, so what were the activities or an activity that related to what Mike spoke about that the families are now to do in their homes? Well, the, so we have the main course as well as the side dishes and okay. desserts. And so the main course, those are the elements that we're asking every household to do. They are kind of the bare minimum to participate in faith formation. So first of all, get on and engage with this intergenerational session online, which we have also recorded and we'll do Wednesday night again. Um, we always have done Monday, Wednesday because we don't have room for everybody in one session and that gives flexibility for them. And then Thursday, we'll post the recordings of those. So if people could not join in person, they'll be able to watch the recording. Um, Other requirements, if you will, um, of that main course are to watch the video for adults that Mike, he did a longer video that is aimed at adults. It's very well done. That's posted on the website. Tom Quinlan has also done some videos where he is reflecting on the Sunday scripture readings um, for the weeks between sessions. We're asking all ad- all adults and parents to engage with those, and then that feedback piece that I described. So then we move on to the side dishes, which are arranged by age. So if you're a household with little children, there's a page with activities for you to choose from. If you have teens, there's a page with those activities and some added things for households who have confirmation candidates that we're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a page for adults, and then there's a broader page for families that has some more kind of multi-age um, facets. So we're asking everybody to choose at least two side dishes. And I want to emphasize at least. Hopefully they create a menu with lots of activities mm-hmm. that they can engage in for the month. And finally, that dessert page, um, that's where we have a saint of the month. We focus on one of our Catholic traditions. We have a liturgical year focus. And we also have a category that's for fun. And so this month, the for fun category is a movie that we suggest families watch together and discuss and then a recipe that they can prepare together. Dessert. I love it. Yes. <laughs> hey, we're going to take our, our last break of the show and when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, 
first of all, is there homework? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> um, how do you evaluate the effectiveness? Is sacramental preparation a part of this kind of program? All of those kinds of things. So you're going to want to stay tuned to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference for Our Searching Souls, Friday and Saturday, September 26th and 27th at Wells Fargo Arena. Speakers include Father Donald Calloway, Sister Miriam James, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Mirjana Soldo, Magnus McFarlane Barrow, Steve Angrisano, and Iowa Catholic Radio's John Leonetti. Tickets and information are available through ChristOurLifeIowa.com. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference, September 26th and 27th at Wells Fargo Arena. ChristOurLifeIowa.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and my guests today are both from Saints John and Paul in Altoona. Jenny Liss is the coordinator of faith formation, and Paulette Chapman is the director of adult faith formation. And we're talking about this intergenerational faith formation. Uh, It's a program they've been doing at Saints John and Paul for 18 years. This year, it's taking a digital approach. And, And when you go digital... Uh, Jenny, how do you evaluate if the kids are, are doing 
what they need to be doing and if they're growing in their faith? Or do you just trust that the parents are, are doing this? Uh, that was one of the things we struggled with this year when we decided that this was the model we were going to have to go with. And um, a big part of our model of intergenerational faith formation is engaging with our families and interacting with the kids and being together and seeing them. And we know we couldn't do that this year. So in doing that, we had to decide how we were going to get that interaction. So um, part of the way we're going to quote unquote um, evaluate um, that part of it is our parish connection parts with our families. So that part that we're going to have the families do each month so they can send back to them so we can see their faces, know that they're there, interact with them, have questions. Um, this has been a huge learning process for our staff as it has for everybody in this um, pandemic. And we're learning new ways that we can interact with people. We just found out a couple weeks ago how to run the um, polls on a Zoom call. So when we're on a Zoom call, that we can have polls and uh, answer questions and have people interact that way. So each time we're learning new things in different ways that we can interact with those families and get feedback from them. So I, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm if I'm an empty nester and I'm wanting to participate in this, is there homework? <laughs> Paula, do I have to do homework again? Do I have to write a paper and send it in? <laughs> I mean, what, what really is the expectation here? Well, you know... Jean, um, we really try to stay away from language that is, you know, kind of academic or classroom in nature, um, because really growth in faith is so much more than just an exercise in, you know, with of the head. As Tom said, it's also an exercise of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the church says to us, there are there are six tasks that we are to be about when we talk about catechesis or faith formation, and those are formation for prayer and liturgical life, uh, missionary service, moral formation, formation for community life, and knowledge of the faith. So knowledge is just one mm-hmm. of those six tasks. And As so if I service had, is just one. Right. right. And so if I had to say that there was homework, I think you know, what we're really about is calling people to a relationship with Jesus and a living faith in relationship to the church. And so really the homework is to live your faith. Yeah, it's life work, not homework. Yeah, Yeah. right, exactly, exactly. And so certainly the knowledge dimension is important, but there there are those other dimensions as well, and we really try to be attentive to those. In our Mm -hmm. planning, we actually, as part of our script that we write, we we write down which one of those we're hitting each month, and we Mm -hmm. have a matrix that we have where we note that over the years to make sure that we have a good balance of all six of those um, as, as our mm-hmm. program unfolds. So as a young person or adult journeys through years of this process, we're really balanced in that approach. And so I think, you know, my best answer to that is the homework is, is to live it yeah. and, and continue to answer that call to be missionary disciples. So um, Jenny, as we look then at these um, sacramental preparation years, you know, the kids that are going to be having their first confirmation or their first reconciliation and Eucharist, and confirmation. How does this program do that? Or is that a separate um, uh, opportunity for those kids to be involved in that preparation cycle? Yeah. Uh, um, As in each year, um, our sacramental programs here have a family-based approach. So our sacramental prep families um, meet for an initial um, instructional session. We get together, go over materials, and then we send materials home with the families. Um, this is a family approach, a household approach. So we, as Father Tim said, we engage the adults and the families. So 
we meet initially, whether it's with the Reconciliation Eucharist families or the Confirmation families, we meet initially. We have those beginning send-off, kick-off, prayer, um, blessing meetings, and then we send the families home with activities and lessons that they work on together. We come back periodically um, every six weeks or so. We meet together, check in again. What questions do you have? What was going well? Um, we have uh, retreats and go over things. There's activities um, and different things for the families to engage in. And then we celebrate those sacraments, whether it's reconciliation, um, Eucharist, confirmation. So it's, it's, it will be very similar as it has been in the past. There will be small challenges as we go um, as far as meeting, but it is still going to be a family approach, mm-hmm. and those families will be engaged in that preparation. So one final question for both of you, and that is, it's digital. How do you maintain the interest and the commitment of people to check in each month? Now, you do have 18 years of history of saying this is what we do, but but I'm sure that's a concern to say it's so easy for people to say, yeah, I'm kind of busy, I'm not going to do it this month. How, how, do you, how do you keep their interest? Paulette? That is going to be a challenge. And mm-hmm. as other parishes have found, our numbers are a little bit down this year, although after this initial round, we plan to get on the phone with people to check in with them. Um, I think this year we really need to have a pastoral presence with people, not so much calling to say, hey, you need to get signed up for faith formation, as to say, hey, we missed you. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, these are tough times for everybody. You know, how can your parish be there for you? Um, and, and hopefully that will, of course, lead to that engagement, because I think we all need each other and that support from one another. But there's a certain element of this where we're just going to have to let it go because these things will be posted on our website, and we will not always know who, you know, even though they're not with us maybe on the Zoom in person, they may go and watch the recording, and we hope they do. Um, but we, aren't going, we don't have a um, hard and fast way to take attendance. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to need to keep, you know, reaching out to people and, um, you know, trying to be there for them. Mm-hmm. Jenny, how about you? What What are your concerns? Um, I echo the same ones Paulette have. I I think the engagement and the pastoral presences. And when we were on our Zoom call Sunday night, I was running some of the tech stuff and got to sit back and watch some of the families and to just see the families and engage with them at the end. At the end, I had to turn on my video and wave and tell everyone hello. And it was just just that moment of everybody being able to see each other um, and interact with each other, I think, was something everybody needed. And we're trying to weave that through different parts of our program so that we can, you know, we're still here. We're all still engaged. Um, We've also um, have plans. So like Paulette said, call families, um, have ambassadors to have our catechists maybe from the previous years that we aren't using, check in with families and see how they're doing and what they need help with. And we we just have to be inventive this year and mm-hmm. figure out new ways to engage with families and let them know that we're here and we're still, we're still all together. We're just not in the building. And to trust our greatest partner in this, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, and I always uh, pray at the end of the show for the patron saint of whatever our topic is, and today, that's St. Charles Borromeo, who's a patron saint of catechists, and catechists include parents. So pray for his intercession in this process as well. I want to thank both of you, Jenny and Paulette, for joining me today to, to get at some of the nuts and bolts of how this kind of an initiative would work in a parish. And folks, if you have an interest in, in um, faith formation as a family, 
you can reach out to either Jenny or Paulette at Saints John and Paul. I'm sure they will help you uh, with your questions. Also, thanks to Father Tim Fitzgerald, their pastor, and Tom Quinlan at St. Joseph Educational Center for joining me in the first half hour. I also want to thank my producer, Jimmy Olson, uh, for all of his good work in bringing this show to you. I'm Jean Wells, and again, asking St. Charles Borromeo, the patron saint for catechists, including parents, to intercede for us and guide us as we continue to grow in our own faith and to grow the faith of our children. St. Charles Borromeo, pray for us. Thank you for joining me today on Straight Talk. We are on the air because of your prayers and your generosity. Uh, please, uh, as we look forward to our fall carathon, consider a tax-deductible gift to Iowa Catholic Radio. You can do that online, iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and always, always available on podcasts through Iowa Catholic Radio, our free app. Stay tuned right now for Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.